enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Looking for Love. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with Mark Phelan. It is the new year. Happy New Year, everyone. Feliz Año Nuevo. Yes, very nicely done. <laughs> Mark always has to speak in a different language when we get started, just to kind of keep things interesting. You know, we have to we have to speak to our diverse audience, right? All of the listeners. Exactly. So, so we thought it would be appropriate today to talk about the top action steps. I think we're going to talk about three top action steps to take for the new year, because this is the perfect time to do it. And, you know, why not? So I've talked before about how I don't really believe in resolutions, but I do believe in, you know, taking this opportunity, the new year, to reflect, to look forward, to plan, to get some clarity, because it is kind of a blank slate, a new beginning. I mean, 2017. Some freaking believable. It is. It just sounds so, I don't know, in the future. <laughs> right? I think, I mean, three years is going to be 2020. Yeah. It does sound like the future. It yeah. sounds like crazy in the future. Well, because it actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember thinking when it was going to be 2000, right? I mean, we were all thinking that like, wow, 2000. Like, that's crazy. In 1968, 2001, a space odyssey came out. Wow, look at that. It's now 2017. It's 16 years ago it was yeah. 2001. But the interesting thing is there's a lot of things that we kind of dreamed about. Or Remember the Future Land? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Or Tomorrowland. I think it was called yep. Tomorrowland at Disneyland. You know, they had the telephones that you in the house that you'd be able to see somebody. And we thought, wow, that's like yep. amazing. And they had these things that were going to be in the future. We are just past all of that. Mm-hmm. We've surpassed that a long time ago. And there are and really... It's all because of Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but I do think that I, I just went blank on his name. Uh, you know. Murray Schwartz. <laughs> well, Bill Gates and Apple. Come on. I can't remember his Steve name. Steve Jobs. Yes. I, I just went blank on his name. That's because it's 2017 and I'm getting older too. So, yeah. I mean, I do think Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and, you know, just brilliant people. And as the technology advances, it just gets quicker and more... Except the chip readers on credit cards and grocery stores. Yeah, well, they have some work. Oh, my God. (laughs) Apparently in Europe, they've had it for years, and it's lickety-split fast. Here, it's as slow as an old lady with piles. (laughs) What are piles? Piles, hemorrhoids. They're walking the little tender. Oh, Oh my God. That's I got just, the bunions. That's just not a good visual. First. Not a good visual. But yeah, it is. It's crazy stuff. But look, it, it is a new year. It is a new opportunity to say, okay, what did I want to do last year that, you know, didn't quite happen? Or, you know, when I look back, what do I wish I would have done differently? And I do think it's a good starting point. You know, so maybe it was spend more time with your family. Maybe it was spend more time focusing on your career. I mean, what about you? When you look back, what kinds of things do you wish you would have done differently? Just be more practical. You know, dealing, doing um, 
silly things and not making enough dough and dealing with stuff. You know, I mean, uh, I could have cast aside my and became single a year ago. Would have saved me <laughs> a year. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just the accumulation of I'm doing so many freaking things right now. It's just trying to find the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, is you did also accomplish a lot last year. And that's part of it, right? You were doing so much mm -hmm. that you maybe lost some things along the way. So maybe getting a little bit more organized, perhaps. Well, absolutely. 2017, there's pivotal little benchmarks for this year that will be significant. Well, look, I think one of the big things that we both did last year is we kept saying we were going to do our show again. We said, we're going to do another show. Mm -hmm. Let's do another show. We talked about it for a good year. And we actually did it. Word. We did it, right? So that's an important thing. Yeah, for me, I definitely accomplished a lot. It was a really personally challenging year. Uh, and I'll talk about that one day on the show. Not quite ready for that. Um, but yeah, a very, very, very difficult year. I could say, I mean, with absolute certainty that it was the most difficult year of my life so far. Hopefully, hopefully it will be forever because I can't imagine. But I would say that while I accomplished a lot and I can feel good, I mean, and I did at the end of 2016, which was, you know, what, a few days ago, really, I felt good about mm -hmm. the things that I had accomplished. But if I could look back and go, what do I regret? What do I wish I would have done? It would have been to from the beginning of the year to keep my focus. And I lost focus. And then circumstances made me get back sure. on track. So I wish I would have continued to do that. So when I look back at that, I can say to myself, because, you know, the next step is once you kind of get clear about that. And what I would say to you listeners, and something that I have actually done, is when you reflect back and think about the things that you wish you would have done differently or the regrets that you have, actually write them down. And mm -hmm. it really makes a difference because, you, you know, I want you to get some, by the end of this show, have some really clear action steps. These are the action steps you're taking to be able to get your own action steps for this coming year. So if you write it down, it's going to, it's just going to be much, much, much more useful for you. So write down those things that you regret or you wish you would have done differently in 2016. But then at the same time. How are you going to make those things happen in 2017? Well, we're going to get there. Look, you can't make anything happen. You're not going to do anything unless you are one. This is the most important question to ask yourself and the question I always ask every single client over and over and over again, as well as myself. You have to be crystal clear about what you want and not only what you want, but why you want it. Why is this important to you? What is this going to give you? What does it mean to you? What will it mean to you if it doesn't? But if you don't have that, that clarity about what it is you want, then you're not going to take those action steps. You're not going to actually do it. So if you are really clear about what you want and why and the consequences of having it, the positive consequences of having it, the negative ones of not or doing it, then it's going to be much easier to come up with those action steps and, and actually commit to them and follow through with them. And that's why this is a much more effective way to do it than saying, okay, I'm going to make a resolution that I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm going to make, you know, double the amount of money that I made last year or I mean, whatever, whatever that is. It means nothing. It's just a statement mm -hmm. and it has to be much more solid than that and much more important, right? So again, it's just, this is the process. So we are going to get to that because it's, 
without the action steps, without action, it means nothing, right? So after you have that clarity about what it is that you wish you would have done differently last year, maybe some regrets that you have, then you can say, okay, so this is a new year. At the end of 2017, how do I want to be feeling? What do I want to know that I have accomplished? And what will feel really good when I can say, this year, as opposed to last year, I feel really proud of myself. I feel so good because I accomplished this thing. I now feel this. I now have that. I've now done these things. And so write those things down too. And again, it's just getting that sense of what it is that you want. I mean, what would you say you would put on your list? Uh, become even more astute at time management. Like I said, there's some benchmarks coming up. I'm going to be finishing my hours for my license. That should happen this year. Good. Get my workshop up and running. That should happen this year. Uh, Get some professional other things going. That should happen this year. So uh, it's just a question of putting all these pokers in the fire and keep focused on the reality of putting in the work. Because my, I've said this before, I think, is my one of my favorite quotes is from John Mueller. I think it was like in the early 1800s mm-hmm. when he said, there's no greater pain from mouth or pen than the words, what might have been. I know, it's such a good one, isn't it? And if you go another year and you, damn it, I should have, damn it, I should have, damn it, I should have. Right. Teddy Roosevelt said, if you, if you attempt, if you try, but you fail, while trying trying is success is is the actual reward yeah and this is why you know it's important to look back at 2016 and say what is it that i feel bad about that i regret that i wish i would have done differently so this year at the end of 2017 you won't be in that same position and that's what we're talking about it's such an important thing and i'm also glad you mentioned you know thinking of the things you should have done so you know i'm real big on words right, right. when when my clients say oh yeah i should do this or i should have done that i always stop them because should has no there's no power there right. there's some judgment and by the way judgment shame that doesn't make us feel better. It doesn't motivate us. So when you catch yourself saying the should or shouldn't, just stop yourself because we all do it, but stop yourself and then say, okay, what is it I want? Change the should to a want. Nobody's motivated by shoulds. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Right. Uh, so, and, and also try, you know, then I have people say, well, I'm going to try to do this. Or I'm going to try to do that. That also there, there's no power in the word try. So when you know what you want, and you know why, then it is, I am going to do this. I want this, and this is what I am going to achieve. These are the things that I am going to have. And that is much more solid. And then, of course, like we said, it needs to be followed up with actual action. But you have to have these foundational principles down first, because you don't take action if you don't have that that foundation. So I like that. So yeah, I mean... You know, being more focused, and, and it does help when you can look at the last year. Sure. Yeah, Being goal-oriented is the only way to achieve anything, but make it achievable goals. Yes, and uh, measurable. Exactly. You want to have, even if you say, I want to lose weight, great. Say two pounds a month. Start small. Set the bar low so it's an achievable goal. Right. So if you, okay, so let's say, I'm just going to make this up. So let's say you want to lose 24 pounds, right? We'll go with that because it's easy. I don't have to get my calculator out. So that's your goal. Your Mm -hmm. goal is 24 pounds. Why do you want to lose 24 pounds? 
So you ask that, you know, like, I want to do that. What do you actually want? It's not the 24 pounds that you want gone. You want to look better, feel better. Right. I want to look better. I want to feel better. I want to be confident. Uh, you know, all of, so it's getting the what you want and why. Then you can break it down. It's like, okay, so if I want to lose 24 pounds because I want to look good, I want to feel good, I want to have my confidence mm-hmm. back. So I'm now you can break it down. I'm going to lose two pounds a month. Now, that's also something you can't really put into action, the two pounds a month. But then when you look at, okay, what are some behaviors? What's one behavior? Just one. What's one behavior that I could be doing every single day that will get me to where I want to be at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not eat sugar. Right. Maybe it's drink 16 glasses of water a day. Maybe it's get at least 30 minutes of exercise a day. Uh, Whatever it is, one thing that you're going to do every single day. So that's the action step. The action step will get you to where you want to go. But if you're just focusing on, okay, I'm going to lose two pounds a a month. I'm going to lose 24 Mm -hmm. pounds. That does nothing for you, right? So it's a no, yeah. it's a good example of of how to do this in a way that you're actually going to see results, right. which is so much more powerful and effective than the way that we've done it in the past. Sure, you put down the idea, the goal, and then the ways to make that goal happen. Yeah, and you don't have to overload yourself. The reason I said two pounds a month is because it's it's doable. Chain, exactly, it's doable. Right. And if you think right now, say you weigh one hundred and fifty. What is it going to look like to get on a scale a year from now, be twenty five four twenty four pounds less? Well, depending on depending on you know how tall you are, and well, you, no. you, it might not be a healthy thing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, let's if we go the, yeah. that, like but, me. I want to lose ten pounds, mm-hmm. so um, you know, I gained some weight, ten pounds. Not that big of a deal, but I'll tell you, it is a big deal, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that I don't want to go in the other direction. That's sure. for sure. So. You know, if I just say I want to lose 10 pounds, that that does nothing for me. As a matter of fact, I'm always better off when I don't even weigh myself. But again, making some action step to make sure that I am going in that right direction. So it's eating healthier, right? right. So I could say, for me personally, one of the action steps that I'm taking to do that, because I know this is something that's problematic for me, is not to eat after 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's times I'm going to be going out with friends or things like that, and that's a different story. But generally speaking, 80% of the time to not eat after 8 o'clock at night is probably the only change I need to make. You know, I'm already True. really good at my exercise, and I, I eat fairly healthy most of the time, <laughs> I could definitely Give cut up the down. Dozen on my... Dunkin' Donuts. Well, I don't eat donuts, but I do definitely eat too much cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could eat less cheese. Yeah, we just—it's—it's it's, uh, just saying moderation. Right. Slow it down a little. And, and and what you were saying, which is important, I think, is make sure that these are small changes that right. are doable. Don't say, "Okay, I'm gonna not eat any sugar. I'm right. not gonna. I'm gonna eat only a thousand calories. I'm gonna not eat any." bread or mm-hmm. carbs or mm-hmm. sugar or alcohol. You do that. You are just setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be miserable and you're going to make everyone around you miserable. And it's not going to work. Because it might work initially. In nutritionally, if you like carbs and you try and cut them out completely, you're going to crave carbs twice as much as you did before. Exactly. So you just kind of weigh it down a little. Bump up the protein, sustain the blood sugar a little more. Carb craving will go down a little. But don't say, I'm not going to have another piece of candy, a piece of uh, a cookie, a piece of cake for the entire year. Unless, um, God forbid, you've just been diagnosed as diabetic. Well, but again, I think this is another reason why resolutions fail because people, they get all gung-ho, right? They go 
crazy in the month of November and December because of the holidays, <laughs> right? It's the holidays. They go crazy. They gain weight and they're like, okay, well, January 1st, it all changes. I'm going to start working out every day. I'm going to stop eating all of these fattening foods. I'm going to go on a strict diet. I mean, some people are like, I'm just going to do a liquid diet or a cleanse. They do these extreme things. It is not sustainable. Right. And it's just not even doable. So you're just setting yourself up to fail. So this way that we're talking about doing it, doing it in moderation, have it be realistic. Take your time with be it. Be intelligent about it. Every gym knows that they do a big January, February crush. Right. And it's true. it fades out real fast. It's so true. November, I see it December, every time. people buy spouses, boyfriends, girlfriends, gym memberships. We're going to go. We're going to work out five days a week. We're going to get so tired. We're going to do all this stuff. And if it's not part of your lifestyle, if you're not motivated anyway, it's awful hard to jumpstart that. You do it slowly. Guess what? Save the gym till March. But between January and March, start doing power walks, going up the stairs, stretching. Right, instead of the elevator. Stretching, doing yoga. Any of these things you can watch on YouTube now. You don't right. have to go to a class. Exactly. Break yourself in. So then when you're finally sitting a little, I'm feeling good about myself, now I'm going to go to a gym. Right. And the main thing, again, to go back to kind of the structure that we're talking about, what do you feel you know, regretful about? What do you wish you would have done last year that you wanted to do that you didn't? And if it's losing weight, okay. Why do you want that? What is right. it you actually want? What's important mm -hmm. to you? Get clear about that. And then when you think about what it is that you're going to do, make it just one thing, mm -hmm. one actually right. small thing mm -hmm. even. That is going to be doable. So maybe you'll say, I'm going to do 10 minutes of yoga by watching a YouTube video mm -hmm three times a week, doable. Now, maybe you'll do that. Say you're going to do it for one month. Mm -hmm. Just give yourself one month. After that one month, then you can reevaluate. Okay, now what do I want to do? And what's my one thing I'm going to do? Maybe you really liked it. So maybe now you're going to go to a yoga class. Right. Maybe you'll do that once a week. So you can change it, but one thing at a time. But so that's what I'm saying. You're building up. Being intelligent about it. If you've never done yoga before, as a guy, I, I've done all these various and sundry different things. And the first yoga class I ever went to was a long time ago, but I was an athlete at the time. And the football coach suggested we do it in the off-season just for the stretch. It is intimidating as hell going in there, seeing these lithe little chicks who are doing these unbelievable stretches and holding poses, and we're just like falling all over each other. <laughs> yeah. So if that's your first encounter with yoga... Don't do that to yourself. Educate yourself on YouTube. Like I said, get a little familiar. So when they say downward dog, oh, I know that. You don't have to be that guy. I mean, that is a good idea. Another idea is because there are so many yoga studios out there is, mm -hmm. is most of them do actually have a, a class strictly for beginners. There's a great one in West LA. It's called Yoga for Wimps. <laughs> and it's basically, they got a picture of a guy, a nerdy looking guy with glasses. And, are you like serious? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were making a joke. No, it's it's a regular yoga, and hardcore place, but, but the they class have a, is a class yoga. saying beginners out of shape. Yeah, I love it. It is, we're benign, we're mellow. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't come in with your little sewn yoga roll <laughs> mat thing that you throw over your shoulder with your yoga pants yeah. that you just bought that are splitting at the seams. Yeah, what about already? naked yoga? Don't do that. Oh my, there, It's a thing. I don't know I if it know. still is a thing, but it was I, a thing. Well, I don't understand hot yoga. I have a friend of mine who actually teaches yoga in Florida, in Florida, where it's hot and humid yeah. anyway. And they crank it up so you sweat like a pig. Why? 
because it, I mean, I did it. I have to say I did it. I was totally hooked on it for a while. I don't know if you remember, this was a while ago. My goodness, it was probably about 15 years ago. My body never looked better. I did, I mean, it's intense. It's 90 minutes. You do the same, you do it every day. I mean, you have to have time, right? Uh, And I was able to do it at the time. But I did it every day religiously, 90 minutes. And the heat helps your body stretch and relax. You're stretching to only a certain point. Your muscles aren't going to stretch beyond their limits just because it's hot. Well, but the... you're it draining, does help. It you does are help. sweating out so much water weight. You have to drink a ton of water. Exactly. So yeah. you get it right back. Yeah. The other side is the, the naked. Who needs naked yoga? My gosh, especially in the back row. <laughs> you know, the view you're getting is. Yeah. Look, if that's your thing, people, you can do that. But so again, you know, really, we're talking about doing. And you know what's also important? Make it something fun. Now, if you make it fun by setting up a chart for yourself, you know, that you you like clicking off or checking mm-hmm. off things on a list, do that. If you um, like certain kinds of music and you want to dance to music or do your yoga to music, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to do, make it fun, even with work. So, so I talked about one of my... You know, one of the things that I want or the things I'm going to focus on is, you know, losing this 10 pounds, which basically means getting some healthier, really, patterns in my life, uh, some healthier habits. So I'm going to start out with the the going, you know, not eating after 8 o'clock at night. I think that's going to be probably enough for me. Uh, But, you know, at some point I might want to eat less sugar. That could be a good thing. Uh, So, you know, that's one of the things I want to do. The other thing I want to do is I do want, uh, you know, to be more financially I'm successful. And for me, I, I don't want to think about the money because that doesn't motivate me. But what does motivate me is one, helping as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I do that, and I am passionate about that, I do better. Right. So that's one thing. And the other thing is, you know, to do things that are that are fun, mm-hmm. to do things for my career that are fun. So more webinars, uh, more intense coaching, uh, keep doing this show. We don't make any money from this show. But, Thousands. <laughs> but, but it is part of what's fun, and it just all works together. Mm-hmm. And that's important. So those are my, those are my two things. And again, mm-hmm. does it mean doing anything that differently? It does mean it's very similar to what you said. You know, my action step for that is every day to do something that is going to increase my, you know, my visibility, whether it's marketing or phone calls or creating whatever that might be, but to do something, to spend some time every day, even if it's just 30 minutes. I am writing a new book right now, which you don't even know about, but I already started it. Um, So spending at least 30 minutes a day doing something that is going to contribute to my profession. And by doing that and enjoying it because the the overall purpose and the thing that motivates me, Mm -hmm. it really is making a difference in the world. That may may sound like a cliche, but it's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. I know that I will get that financial security. Right. I'll get that by doing those things. So these are just some examples for you listeners to think, okay, how can this apply in my life? Because the last thing you need to do, and by the way, do write down those answers. That So you're going to write down the answers first of the regrets you have and the things you wish you would have done differently. Secondly, I have one more thing to add. Yeah. 
enlist a friend, husband, wife, well, we're gonna get there. friends. Okay. We're going to get there. Okay. So the second thing is, because I just want to, just, I'm just okay. recapping. So the second thing is you want to write down how you want to be feeling at the end of two seven, 2017, the things you, you can say, okay, I did it. You can feel proud of, things that you've accomplished. The third step are the action steps, and this is what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So we talked about what are, you know, one, maybe two behaviors that you can actually do every day that'll get you there. But the other things, and this is, I'm glad you brought it up because it is important is, okay, what else? Making it fun, making it measurable, making it specific, making it doable. But what you mentioned is a really important one, enlisting a friend. So Mm -hmm. talk more about that because I like it. The idea of anything we're talking about doing, if you had already been in phenomenal shape, you're totally ripped. If you've traveled the world and you have everything at your fingertips, you're not doing something to create this new way of thinking. And sometimes these things are not pleasant. You know, if you you love your carbs and you've got 20 extra pounds, it's going to take some discipline and some work. If you have someone to do it with you, it is so much more pleasant. You take a walk. Guess what? The walk hour, the the one mile that you're doing, it all of a sudden turns into two miles because you just start gabbing and having a good time. Oh, let's go up these steps. You're exploring different things. Start cooking and making different food by leading out some of the saturated fats. Those kind of things, you're then not only socializing and enjoying the company, but you get someone to bond off of. So not only are you having fun, but there's also some accountability. And I like also what you mentioned. Look at Support. Nobody gets successful. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. Generally speaking, most people do not get successful by having you know things just land in their right. lap. Again, there might be a few. But ultimately, and I think the, if you talk about the definition of true success, is when we work to get it. And most things, we do actually need to put forth an effort to get it. And that includes our relationships, which we mm-hmm. talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Good relationships, you know, you don't just find the perfect person and, you know, they complete you and you live happily ever after. Right. That's the movies, or at least it used to be. It certainly doesn't work that way. It means, you know, you putting in the effort, you knowing what you want, you being the best partner that you can, you communicating effectively. It requires intention. It requires effort. It's true with these things too. So I'm saying to make it doable, make it fun, but it doesn't mean that there isn't effort. And another thing you said, you know, I've talked about this in my book, but again, when you're clear about what you want, so I'll use my cheese example. You know, I may want to eat, I mean, believe me, there are nights that I would like nothing more than to eat for dinner, just a big chunk of cheese and a couple glasses of wine. Like that, to me, heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolute heaven. But, you know, if when I'm clear about what I want more is to look good and to feel good, then I'm going to make another choice. Even though I really want that cheese, I want to look good and feel good more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah... Is it a sacrifice? Is it hard? It is hard, but it's not as hard when we're clear about what we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the other thing is I also tell myself, you know what? On Sunday, if I still want to have some cheese, I can have some cheese. Right. So not to say, oh, I absolutely can never have cheese, but to do it in a way that you feel in control, you feel good. And when you make those daily efforts or whatever time frame that you've set up for yourself. Like you said, it's doable, it's fun, and to be accountable and having a friend to do it with. The support. Is How many good people support. you come back, you've worked hard, it's Friday, it's five thirty, oh we're gonna take it to a two hour walk now. 
come on, let's do it. Then we can have a piece of cake after, whatever. Well, there's probably uh, a better way to reward yourself, but yeah. But, but the, the idea that you have, yeah. you should always have a cheat day anyway. I Absolutely. Mean, you got to give yourself that reward. But a cheat meal even you is better. You get to be able to, okay, well, next time I'm going to bug you about it. It's that back and forth support. It bonds you on a deeper level. You're both getting accomplishing what you want to do. And I think at the end, I mean, look at the time that you have that's just quality time, not sitting in front of the TV, checking your channels. Right. And then going after, okay, I'll have a little one more cookie. And, and then, again, when you're clear that you know you want to be feeling differently December 2017 right. than you did December 2016, and if you've put on some weight, that's a motivation right. right there. I mean, it really is. you got to pay the piper. Yeah. You enjoy the treats. You got to pay the piper. I do also think, you know, based on what I was saying about work, but also it reminds me of the example you're giving about support. There's something that when we're doing things to help other people, to make a difference in people's lives, it does tend to motivate people. And, you know, people think that, oh, you know, people are just selfish. But ultimately, we really right. do gain a lot. And most of us sure. really do desire to help people. So if we have a friend and she wants or he wants to lose some weight or get into shape, Bingo. it's not just the accountability, but it's also the, hey, I'm doing this for my friend. Mm -hmm. And that will also motivate sure, even you, if you as don't well. need to lose weight. You may be in great shape. Someone wants to quit smoking. You're there for them. Those are the kind of things that that's the reason relationships can work too. Very few people look at each other and go, we're perfect. We, have, we are flawless. And even if you feel like you are, you have to keep going. Exactly. You have to keep evolving. You have to keep growing. You have to keep your intentions solid and putting forth that effort because if you don't, you will regress. Oh, sure. You will die. What stagnates dies, right? It's just true. And Mr. Metabolism knows no boundaries. Oh, that, that does is know true, a calendar. Too. Yeah. Oh, what are you? I think of how I used to eat. 30 years ago. I mean, five meals a day, pizza, beer, <laughs> right. just junk yeah. food. Never even thought about it because I worked out so hard. Great metabolism. And it's all of a sudden, wait a minute, I have not had a pizza in a month. I haven't <laughs> had a cookie in two weeks. What is this? Yeah. It's called No, it age, changes. Baby. Yep. You cannot stop. And even, you know, the most well-trained musicians, the the, oh, yeah. the most elite athletes, Whatever your your strengths or your skills are, they don't ever stop. No. You don't ever stop. You have to keep learning. You no. have to keep training. You have to keep growing, which is why you know life coaching is a really wonderful thing. It's you have somebody there, and that's another great idea to do. And this year, I am picking, really hand-picking, 10 people that I want to work with and help change their lives. And when you have somebody in your corner that, is working with you, especially when they're trained in that way to have you grow and create the life that you want. It's an amazing thing. If you can't afford a coach, like you said, you can have a friend. There's, there's books you can read. Sure. There's YouTube things you can watch. There's so many great resources, but there is something about having somebody there who can guide you, who can be there with you to do it with. And it just works. Mm -hmm. And that's why athletes and you know, musicians, and that's why they have coaches too, yep. right? So it's just something to think about, and I think it's an important thing. To expand your horizons, give yourself at the end of the six months, a year, you can pat yourself on the back and say, what did I accomplish this year? This, 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 and now I'm going to do this next year or whatever. At least you've got at least one thing. You can go learn the language, got in shape, 
uh, started doing something different as far as expanding my horizons, travel, whatever. You did something, you look back yeah. and you went, all right, I did something. And since we talk about love on this show, it is called Looking for Love After All. This stuff will happen. You know, think about how you want your relationship to be, mm-hmm. how you want to be feeling in your relationship. Look, sometimes it might mean getting out of this relationship. That's I a possibility that. too. I heard that. <laughs> Right. So, you know, to think about that, but ultimately it comes down to what can I do to make my relationship better, to make my life better, to have the love that I want in my life. You know, what is it you want? Do you want a relationship that is passionate? Do you want a relationship that is loving and kind? What are some steps you can take? And again, one of them might be to speak up and let your partner know. uh, And the other one might be to go to therapy or get some outside help. The other one might be to move on. I mean, sometimes we do need to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we make some bad choices. I just don't want people to make that their first choice because I do think that's a mistake. The first choice people make is to leave. It just seems like the easiest thing to do. And it isn't necessarily the best decision. That's an old old joke. Hey, I lost 200 pounds. How'd you do that? I got rid of Joey. (laughs) Right. My husband. Well, no, I think think it's I got rid of 200, lost 200 pounds of ugly fat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) you're going to make it sound really good. (laughs) So it is 2017. It is time to put 2016 behind us. Thank you, because I am ready to do that. I've done it. And to get excited, to get excited about your life, to get excited about the things that you're going to do, the changes you're going to make, to get clear about what you want. We're here to help. We're going to be here to continue to help and continue to have our shows every week with action steps uh, in ways that that we believe and hope they'll help you. Will every single thing we talk about be useful to you? No, but that's okay. Find the things that are. Even if it's one thing. Send us your goals and your and your aspirations. We'll check in. I mean, if there's something that you really specifically want us to talk about, do let us know. I know we've been bad about reading things, you know, online on the show, but we'll do it. We'll do it. I just have so many things that I want to talk about. And if, again, if there are suggestions that you have or requests that you have for topics that you would like us to talk about or successes, we absolutely want to hear those. So go to my website at drlauriebuckley.com. That's D-R-L-O. O-R-I-B-U-C-K-L-E-Y.com. And there you can email me and you can also email Mark and get in touch with him. He's going to have his own website up here. Well, actually, you do have a website now, don't you? I'm redoing it. Okay, so um, we'll be able to do it. But right now you can certainly contact him through my email. And you know what I would appreciate because sometimes I get confused. I don't know if I'm hearing, getting letters from people who are, potential clients and want to come in to see me or if they just want me to answer the question on the show. So if you could just put a little note, um, just put like LFL for looking for love or something that lets me know that you are actually contacting me from the show or for the show, that would actually be really helpful. So thank you all for listening. We always appreciate it. And I say that with true sincerity because I mean, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't have it. Oh, we might be doing it if we didn't have you listen. But it certainly makes it much more worthwhile <laughs> to know that Absolutely. there are people listening to our show. We do hey, I talk to it. myself all the time, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so everybody take care. Happy New Year. Get on it. Think about what you want. Take those action steps, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye, everyone. 